0: record shop is a digital collectible platform for music nfts on the flow blockchain hey fam this is redbird here from the record shop community team and i am happy to welcome you to our podcast we are sharing our live content here so you can stay up to date subscribe or follow now to keep up Today's episode is a recording from an August 2022 Twitter Spaces with myself, Nick from the Disco Fries, and GodCloud, Web3's first finger drummer. GodCloud has dropped music NFTs on OpenSea and has an upcoming drop, GodCloud on Doomsday on Record Shop. During this episode, we talk about everything from getting artists and fans started in Web3, some of the differences between Web2 music platforms and -and up-and-coming Web3 platforms, and token-gated virtual experiences that are enabled in Web3. Since this was recorded on Twitter Spaces, please excuse any audio quality issues, awkward silences, or glitches. Without further ado, let's dive in. We are just getting kicked off My name is Redbird. My parents call me Lisa, so welcome. Um, I'm here from the record shop side as uh, part of our community team, part of our marketing team, part of our product team, just a little bit of everything, because, like, why the hell not? All right. I just sent an invite up to Nick. Welcome.
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: Hey, hey, happy Wednesday. We did it.
1: <laughs> we made it. We made it this far.
0: <laughs> uh, how was your trip? You got to fill us in. I don't think we've talked to you on here.
1: We, we probably haven't. So it was fantastic. Um, stayed at a really nice villa in Montepulciano, um, kind of in the farmland there. And it was 200 acres, one side. Where the sun rose, it was a vineyard, and then where the sun set, it was an olive grove. So needless to say, we had dinner there every night, and uh, it's just amazing. And it, it, what's always like mind-blowing about going over there is the quality of the ingredients is just so good that even if you made the same thing here, it wouldn't taste the same. You could use all the exact same ingredients but because they grow it right there, like outside of the front door, and it's all organic and the air is amazing, um, it just tastes exponentially better than anything you can make here with the exact same stuff. So, anyway, yeah, it was great. It was uh, seven days of wine and food. <laughs> so, what's not to love?
0: Ugh, so, so jealous. That sounds so good. Yeah, it was. Is that. Is that your first Euro trip since COVID?
1: Was my first Euro trip since COVID, yeah. So that was that that was kind of the icing on the cake. I could have used two weeks, but I'll take what I can get. Uh and definitely gonna go back next summer. So um it left me wanting more at least.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Very jealous. I will be off next week. I will be camping, but just like less than an hour away from where I live, so.
1: (laughs) At least you're out of the house. It feels feels like a vacation.
0: Yeah, there'll be a beach right there, but um, before we just spend this entire hour talking about our vacations, I am super excited to welcome the real God Cloud. Um, God Cloud, welcome.
2: Yo, yo, what's going on? How we doing? How we doing?
0: We are good. I am... Personally, really excited. We're going to get into this in a little bit, but I'm just so excited to have you on our event tomorrow. Um, but just for anyone who, who's just tuning in, um, God Cloud, can you introduce yourself and sort of your Web3 and NFT journey and how you've landed with us at Record Shop?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm God Cloud, the first finger drummer on the blockchain. That's my that's my cloud claim. Um, I've been in NFT since late uh, 2020. Um, been working with a lot of people here and there. Worked with a few big celebrities. Worked with a few big musicians. Worked on a few big projects. And you know, I've been really focusing on trying to get back to my musical roots and you know, pushing pushing my music. And um, good friends with with Obi, who's part of Record Shop. And and yeah, you know, we were we were talking and you know hanging out with with disco fries and in the in the crew and you know um thought it'd be a good idea to you know drop drop the my my upcoming ep god cloud on doomsday on record shop and i'm
1: excited to be part of the family yeah you know i know we met during um kind of our like (laughs) blitz of twitter spaces when we were uh, working on our friends of fries pack And, um, I came across your stuff and just absolutely fell in love with what you do and, and, uh, just the content you're putting out there, not only with NFTs, but also the video content on socials is amazing. And it's a, it's a great gateway for fans to kind of get in the door and get familiar with you. So anybody listening highly recommend you follow God cloud, um, besides the memes, um, which are also very entertaining, uh, the finger drumming content that he puts up is, is incredible. So check it out. Um, so I think record shop lends itself well in the, in, especially in the type of market we're in right now with NFTs. Um, but just would love your thoughts around like how you've engaged your, you know, more traditional fan base to get them in the door and wrap their heads around NFTs a little bit. And also, you know, digital collectibles as we're calling them. Um, to make them more accessible um and kind of how record shops price structure has been you know uh, from a feedback perspective from fans that you're just starting to talk to about what you're dropping here yeah man you know it's been it's been really
2: tricky to you know onboard my traditional people into web 2 and honestly the one way that I was really able to do it or even, you know, in a, in a sense of like of me um, profiting was to do like consultations and everything like that. And it was tough for me to just talk just talking to somebody who has no idea about NFTs or Web3. They see me doing all this stuff, you know, like people who have known me for, for forever. You know, they see me like post up in these, these events and with these people, with these celebrities. And they're like, yo, who, like, what, what how, how are you, how are NFTs getting you there? Like how does how is that happening? You know that that would always be the kind of the conversation, and they wouldn't necessarily know anything about getting a wallet, let alone getting to getting enough you know sensor stuff together to buy a God Cloud NFT. So chances are, if they were a business owner, I'd say, hey, let me hit you with a consultation. You know, they're you know hundred an hour whatever consultation. Boom, they book that. I educate them, and either they you know are still with the drawing board trying to figure things out. Or like with most people, they, you know, I end up helping them out and they don't need me anymore. They go on and make way more money than I'll ever see ever, you know. um, So that was one way that I would, you know, bring people into the space. Another way would be I would uh, early on. This is where I actually met Obi was I was working with uh, 808 Wave and I would do um, just uh, 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 like um, beginners, you know, intro to NFTs like NFT 101 or we would call it uh, uh, NFT basics spaces. And people would come in and I'd help them get set up with the wallet and everything. And if they, you know, were ready to, then they could buy something from me or whatever. But it would it was a big hurdle. There was always this like massive amount of education that I'd have to provide. And then, you know, they'd see the price points and they'd be like, oh, wow, you know, that's, you know, quite a bit. Or, oh, no, oh wait, what's this, you know, other fee I have to pay? So gas was always an issue and it was always super tough to get traditional folks in the door having to go through all of those steps, you know, it's a lot of steps on my end and a lot of steps on their end as well you know, but once I saw what Record Shop was doing, I was like, you know, this could be, you know, this is perfect for me bringing in my you know, my, my, uh, I don't want to say normies or or regular people, but you know, my traditional uh, fans and supporters, because even uh, some people in my family are like, yo, we want to buy my last single that I dropped, they wanted to get it and they were like, how do I buy it? And I'm like, well, you know, we're going to have to have to sit down and this and that. And they were like, well, you know, they didn't have time for it. And I, I didn't have time for it. So I was just like, so It's whatever. I'm not mad at you. But, you know, with how Record Shop is laid out, I think it's going to be the perfect, uh, you know, vehicle for my music to get it to, you know, the people on both sides of the fence here. You know, I can get it to my traditional supporters. All they need is a credit card. You know and same thing for my uh you know my web3 supporters and it's it's really cool that the tools that record shop gives us to really build out an awesome collection you know what i'm saying like and if if you if people haven't seen what record shop does i suggest you go look at it and i just love the whole card feature and how you can you know make the uh the rarities however you like. And it's just a super cool platform, and I'm stoked to be the first, you know, like like finger drummer, or rapper, or whatever. I don't. I think I do too many genres, like instead of just rap or whatever. But I'm stoked to be like, you know, the uh, the first like venture into that area. You know what I mean? So so yeah, I really think that record shop has nailed it with the whole music NFT thing, where we can hit both sides of the market, where we can still have it be accessible for our traditional supporters and for our new supporters as well. I know I just talked a lot, but yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd be curious. Uh, It's cool hearing about how you use the Creator Suite. I assume you used it yourself, or did you work with a team member kind of to walk through it? Like, what was your? I have you seen anything like that in the space before, and and what were your favorite parts about it?
2: Yeah, I I don't. Let me see. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. You know, Um, and no, I had my. I'm working with an artist, and the, the art that you see for my uh, PFP—that's that's, that's going to be the album cover um, for God Cloud on Doomsday. But she based—I let her log in under my account, and she kind of looked looked at it. And uh, it's my friend Monica Segos, and she's in, she's incredible. She's <laughs> she's really like leading the um, the the way on organizing and doing the the art side for me. I'm like, hey, can you <laughs> like can you help me? And she's like, yeah. She's put the Google drives all together and got everything all you know organized and. She's really uh, leading the charge on this. But no, I haven't seen anything like this that lets you, you know, put together uh, something like this for a music NFT. You know, like usually with a music NFT, it's like, hey, you know, and I I was approached by some other platforms and I I just, you know, just I just wasn't feeling it. I'm like, well, I could kind of, you know, do this on do this shit on OpenSea. But I, I just don't have to pay you more. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I, I didn't see really the purpose of going to some of these other, other platforms. But the way that record shop has it laid out is so unique, so cool. I was like, you know what, this is. I think this would be a, a great, a great fit. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. No, I haven't seen anything like this ever before.
1: Well, one
0: awesome. thing, one thing okay, that I- interested me. Uh, what you were saying before you kind of went into bringing on sort of the noobs or the folks who may not be so familiar with NFTs as you were talking about consulting that you do on the side. And I'm really curious to hear more about that. And <laughs> like, obviously I don't want to give you away any of the consulting for free here. Um, but when you are talking with these, whether it's an artist or um, companies uh one thing i'm really seeing is that's just it's just people who go for it and like fucking give it a try that are succeeding more than people who like have this very precise plan but i'm just curious to see what you what you see when people are successful um and like what you wish like one major takeaway that anyone here who's thinking about hopping into web3 like what's the one thing that you would say just you have to do this
2: Oh, the one thing that I, oh, so this is what I tell everybody, you know, and this, this is kind of even beyond just like the business scope of it all, but get into the space and make, make 10 friends, just try to make 10 good friends, make strong, like real connections. And I'm not saying, you know, go fake that you like people or go, you know, like kiss up to some big famous person or whatever, but try to just make some friends in the space like people who you can call on the phone and talk to for an hour because that's going to be your core um network here you know and that's what i and it took me a minute to even you know get the the idea to kind of tell people that until i kind of looked at my circle and was like yo like these like this how how i got to where i am is from my my 10 you know my 10 friends you know and we're just homies you know like we're just just, you know, just some pals who stumbled into Web3 pretty early and we've been here long enough that, you know, people kinda look up to us and what we do and listen when we speak, you know. And that that can be anybody. You know what I'm saying? So just try to get into the space and make some connections, make some good friends. And from that you will, you know, meet more people and when it's time for you to do something, they will come and support and you know and so on. So one thing I always tell them is just try to get into the space as themselves and make some friends before you start like bringing your your business in here and saying like oh well you know i'm selling nft uh, hats you know you gotta gotta get an nft hat you got to you guys people are gonna be like yo dude like get on my face like something like imagine if if, if you, you know you're just out somewhere and somebody just comes up to you trying to sell you something you're gonna be like yo like I'm, I'm eating here can you please like go away like security you know what i'm saying so it but if it's your friend saying like hey you know check this out like this is what i'm doing i'm starting this business like or this is what i've been working on da 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 even if you don't buy it you might When you're out with your friends, you might say, oh, yeah, like, my friends, they're they're selling hats. If you need a hat, like, go check my friend out. You know what I'm saying? So I always tell people, try to make 10 good friends first off when you get into the space. That's my, like, first first step all the time with everything. And that works just in in general with life.
1: So, yeah. That is great advice. Just in life, in general, that's great advice. No matter if you're going to a, a Twitter space or you're going to a new physical space, feel like that's uh that's good wisdom uh by the way this is music nft summer here with record shop uh you're in the mix here with you're in the mix the twitter mix uh with nick from disco fries that's me uh redbird lisa here next to me and of course god cloud who will be doing a special dj mix uh event this week with us and also going to be dropping some collectibles soon on record shop if you could share the room that plus sign in the bottom right corner uh we'll share this out to your feeds that would be super helpful as we try to push this room wide and of course uh we know a lot of people listen after the fact so if you could ha- share it on your timelines and you're enjoying the conversation that would be awesome uh, just to go back to the the creator suite that we were talking about um I think a lot of people, we always talk about like, how do we onboard fans? How do we get, you know, fans excited about what we're doing in the, in the web three space. And something that gets lost in the conversation is what gets artists excited about the web three space and not just on the financial side, but, you know, I think it's really complicated to use some of the websites that are out there. Um, A lot of artists don't have time to wrap their head around a metamask and kind of minting their own stuff. Um, So the, ease of use of record shops back end is uh something i know that we've been super excited about um streamlining the idea of minting a collectible also streamlining the idea of putting out content um kind of in a three-dimensional capacity so not just visual art that's 3d but actually giving um you know songs dimension and giving fans a peek into how they were made, into the stems, into utility around them, uh, beyond just the streaming experience, and doing it in such a way where I could literally upload all those assets within 10 minutes and have a collectible live. Um, I think that's such a powerful tool. So, um, you know, it's nice to hear from you that that's equally as exciting for you as an artist. Because um, I think in this type of market where you know, the financials are kind of off the table a little bit. Um, and you're not seeing as many big, like, cash grabs. Um, those are the types of compelling features that, in the long term, I think uh, will be the most beneficial for artists. Uh, so, yeah, would love your thoughts around that stuff and uh, kind of wh- where you see this space as a whole going, like, in the next year. Yeah, man, you know, like, that's – and that's the thing, man. It's tough for
2: – artists to get just you know just even being like an artist in the traditional world and that, and that's how you know a lot of these grifters and middlemen got through because an artist you know like, i just want to create i just want to do stuff and somebody's like oh hey well you know like i can i can you don't like don't don't worry about this whole big scary thing like i'll handle all this when it you know when it might it might be a little daunting to learn about it, sure, but I don't think anything is out of the scope. If, if if people if you can learn an instrument, you can do anything. That's just how I just see it, you know. Like I've like I I've, I've, you know, gone to school and music is way harder than any subject at school. Like I don't I don't care. You can't say it's not it's it's tricky to get into. But with with the with getting into web three now, now there's a whole new, you know, area that people just don't know about and when it's time to release something in the web 3 space it's like well how am i going to go about presenting these things to people and you hear like oh so-and-so did this well blau did this well bt did this well snoop did that and you're like damn okay let me go get you know let me let me hire a dev to do xyz and then the dev takes advantage of you you know you're like oh well let me get this person to help promote then that person takes advantage of You know so it's cool when a platform has all the tools that you need to kind of put things together right there in one in one spot you know so granted i have one of my best friends he's a he's an awesome uh developer and everything but i'm like i don't want to you know put the pressure on him to to (laughs) you know stress him out with trying to do some big you know music drop this and that and I'm like, okay, cool, you know, record shop kind of has it all laid out. I can do it all here. And, you know, I don't have to wait for him to try to learn a new a new blockchain or, you know, and that was the thing too. I was like, do I want to do music, a music NFT on, on what? Like, what's the best way to go about it? It's like, do I do it on polygon with no gas? It's like, no, because then people are going to have to, you know, do the bridge and everything and bridging's a pain. It's like, do I do it on ETH where there could be high gas and this and that? And it's like, no, because that's kind of a pain too. You know, so the way that, you know, record shop has it all flow, I think it's just, that's, that's, that. I think that's where we have to, you know, kind of go with music for right now because people are so used to accessing music really easily, you know, it's, it's damn near free, you know, like people are like, oh, pay more than a dollar for music. Like, are you out of your mind, you know? So when you're bringing people over here, and you're like, hey, look, it, this is a bit different, you know. It's a little bit more expensive, but hey, it's exclusive, you know. It, and this is going to be yours, and you can trade it, you actually own it. You know, that's that's cool, and those are awesome perks, I think, for, you know, just just, just as a base layer. Say, hey, you, you actually own this, you know. So I think this is really key to bringing people over so it's easy to use. They don't have to pay crazy gas fee. They don't have to, you know, maybe even open up a wallet, this or that. So, um, yeah kind of kind of rambling on right now um
0: (laughs) no all good that's something I'm really uh keen and like really trying to think forward forwardly thinking forwardly about is uh and, and being like more of a fan myself I'm not an artist I don't I don't I've never played an instrument very well anyway um so when I I don't really know the like Artist experience when you're releasing a track kind of traditionally, and um, uh, like I I totally understand that there's a lot of gatekeepers in the way. I just like I can't fully grasp that because I've never done it. Um, Of course, I have seen it fully from the record shop perspective, and I still wonder though if uh, how how Web3 can still improve and move towards giving even more and more of that ownership of the whole process to artists. Um, you know, we still see like Nick and I are still seeing, um, like we're having social media consultations with our artists or, um, you know, providing them with assets for their social media. So there is still quite a bit of, um, support in the in that sense. Uh, and I don't know if that's the same on other platforms. I just know what we're doing. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I- I'm, I'm sort of concerned, but I don't know if this is a valid concern or not, that we're sort of just recreating some of the problems in web two, just on this web three, um, just using like blockchain technology as a base instead of it being like on Spotify and Ticketmaster as a base. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know, just because I don't know that it's possible for one person to own all of that and to be good at all of that, like, uh, the the marketing, the um, being artistic, like, all, there's just so much to ask of one person, so I, I am curious your thoughts on, like, where, um, both of you, Nick and God Cloud, where... Um, you see web3 has the biggest opportunity to really be different from web2 uh when we're talking about music collectibles and that fan experience with an artist
2: yeah that's that's a good quote oh, nick do you want to you want to answer that
1: no nah, man i want to hear your answer first
2: <laughs> yeah for sure for sure um okay so here's the here's the thing with uh, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try and and say my answer and tie it back to kind of like i'm gonna try to make two points here um you know what? this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make my first point right now then i'm gonna say the rest of what i want to say so i think that the whole record industry would probably have been ran a lot cleaner and you know with a lot more integrity had it used you know blockchain as just a uh, you know just like as that's the ledger that it is to keep track of the books you know because if if you are a musician and you can just go to etherscan and kind of see where everything's going this is going to eliminate you you know what we call getting you know getting jerked you know what i mean like that because that's is usually what happens when artists sign to a label. They don't know exactly where all the money's going and this and that and it's buried in some contract. But if you can just go look at people and see like, oh, this is going there, this is going there, this is going there. Okay. That's where the money's going and being brought down So I think that would have been, you know, that would have been huge for keeping the music industry honest if everything was on this immutable ledger that you can't, you know, manipulate um one of my one of my buddies um that i used to uh work with over at 808 wave he's the founder of my bro Avi, he said the music industry would would run so much better if everybody was good at making spreadsheets you know and it's that's that's it's true you know like it's so much knickknack shit that gets lost in the cracks that jams everything up um so that i'm making that point to say you know i think that blockchain could keep things honest if that were the case and to, to your question about are we creating things that are, you know, that were happening in Web 2 and Web 3, I don't necessarily think so. I do think that a lot of people are trying to, and I don't know why. It's like, hey, you know, like Spotify is fine. Let's Spotify be Spotify. But you can do X, Y, and Z over here, too, and, and not have to be like, oh, well, let's make Spotify over over here. It's like, for what? You know i don't i don't see the, nece- the the necessity or the need you know to to do that now if spotify kept better track of the stuff and it was more visible you know like if, if you could go check spotify's revenue stream on on etherscan that would be amazing you know and that's why myself you know i was never a big you know artist i got like a lot of streams or anything like that so i never made a lot of money off of spotify and i i would even notice that sometimes i wouldn't even get paid for some 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 you know some plays. i knew that i would get more than what they were saying but i they just wouldn't show up you know and i had really no way of proving like oh you know that's that's you know that that's uh, uh incorrect or whatever so while i don't think that uh you know I don't think record shop in any way, shape or form is taking some of the uh, bad stuff from web two and bring it over here. I, I do think some people are, and I don't know why people are trying to do that, but, um, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's, <laughs> that's my answer. I'm curious to hear what Nick has to say.
1: Yeah. So a lot of good points there. I agree. I think Spotify has a place. I sent out a tweet yesterday about how, how important radio still is. There's still like 75 million people that listen to radio. Um, And I, for one love hearing our shit on the radio. (laughs) Um, so like these formats all still have a place. It's not like web three is aiming to eradicate what already exists. It's more to make things more efficient and transparent. So anybody listening who, you know, thinks, you know, one or the other, I think that's an important thing to note. Um, to Lisa's point about, you know, our ideas in web two getting replicated in web three. Yes. Um, I, you know, I think that there are people in it for the wrong reasons. Like there are people that get into any industry for the wrong reasons. So it's going to, by nature, have some of the same problems. Um, The transparency of the blockchain is undeniable. But, you know, as you get bigger institutional money coming in, um, players like, you know, JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley and some of the bigger banks, like, you know, by nature, you're going to have middlemen coming in, taking a skim on stuff. That's heavier than it should be. Um, But that's why I think it's important for artists to get in now and to build their communities now. Um, Because when this stuff kind of really gets to scale in the next three to five to 10 years, um, the people who built from the beginning aren't going to have some of those hurdles that, you know, gatekeeping hurdles and such that we run into in Web2. You know, if you were early on in Spotify, when they were kind of playlisting everything and you really got a foothold there and you were able to like push into it in a big way, it's much easier for you now to, to kind of, uh, you know, you have the power of that snowball where you're paid attention to regardless because you kind of have a baseline of really strong numbers. It's kind of the same. I, I see that in web three with community building. If you get in now or you're in already and you kind of have this baseline community that you can lean into, um, And not just the community but the know-how of how to activate that community i think you'll be in a much better place but um i think the bigger point is uh it's inevitable with big money will will come some of the same problems that already exist in web 2 but um hopefully it'll it'll make it better like electric cars have their own problem right but ideally they're making the world a better place and cleaning up the environment but of course there's problems problems with sourcing lithium and there's other issues that come up so i think with every new technology you're going to run into it's not perfect right none of this is perfect but um, the ideal uh, ideally we're working towards a better future if i had to sum it up yeah
2: and real real quick to your point about um, i think red was saying you know about having to help artists you know with social media and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I still very much think that if you're going to build up a platform here in Web3, you got to understand that, you know, marketing is an issue and it's almost like education and marketing go hand in hand here, which is, you know, pretty unique because you don't really have to teach people how to get a Spotify account or how to. Um, you know get on iTunes or whatever like anytime I've done a release I've never had to be like okay guys like go to go to this part of my webpage to see how you get on You know get on Spotify, but web three, you got to do that So I think there's a bit of responsibility for like if I'm you know doing a web three platform And I'm bringing artists in and we're trying to do something together that you know I'm gonna definitely try to help them with the social whatever they need I'm gonna try to help them on the marketing end too So I think that that's just good to to do you know what I'm saying? So yeah,
0: I mean, clearly you haven't met my parents when I had to show them how to log into Spotify (laughs) like six months ago. So, you know, like, uh, it's just, it's funny that we are, uh, so it's like so easy for us to forget that like some of this technology is still like our regular web two technology is still not as straightforward for like a large part of our population, right? Not super accessible to everyone. Um, and then to layer on like everything you're saying with education of uh, wallets and all this other crazy crap that we have to do. <laughs> um, but one thing I do want to talk a little bit more about today is our upcoming event with God Cloud. Uh, it's tomorrow. And right now it's 2.30 for me p.m. Uh, it's at 5 p.m. So um, that's Eastern time tomorrow. But we are going to be on Twitch Live so everybody can come and see what we're doing. Um, But only those who hold a certain NFT on the Record Shop platform will be able to participate and vote. So the voting is going to be taking place. uh, We are going to... Nick and... Godcloud and myself, we're going to be listening through some tracks on the that are available right now on the record shop platform. And our goal of the event is for Godcloud to actually make a DJ mix. Uh, but the really fun part and the voting comes in when us as users get to actually vote on which songs are going to be included in the DJ mix. Um, so we'll play them. You get to vote if you really like song A over song B. Um, you vote on that, and that's what Godcloud will take away and put in the mix. So we get to be co-collaborators, which for anyone who's listening in who is not a DJ uh, or has any musical talent like me, (laughs) this is our chance to be a DJ and have a really good time doing it without putting in a ton of the effort. Um, We're also, when we release that DJ mix, everyone who participates, um, their name will be included on the actual NFT collectible uh, as a collaborator so you get to prove into the future it'll be you know on chain it's there forever that you are part of it which is super super cool. Um, we've done one of these events uh, specifically with the DJ Mix uh, a few months ago with Domenico and then we did uh, quite a different event actually Nick and the Disco Fries and Lana Leon were the first ones to pilot this Concept which we call Record Shop Studio, but they were the first ones to pilot this concept back in December, um, and that is the shit that I think is really, really powerful that Web three can deliver. That is just so much more difficult to do in Web two. Um, that type of event without having the the token gating. Uh, that that's how we do the voting within Discord. Um, there's just a lot of pieces of it that would be really, really tough, uh, without having the, the, uh, tokens on the blockchain, which are the record shop, um, cards. They're just, they look like, uh, sports cards, but they have music. Um, so that's something I'm really excited for. And I think getting really creative with how we can, um, gate access to artists, um, like God call it, or I don't know if you're big into touring or if you've done um, like to me <laughs> that would be so exhausting if that was if I was asked to do that. Um, so I can see why artists want to move away from like big giant gigs with people that they're never gonna see again um, and really being able to work with their fans to create some cool shit. But um, that's what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, I'm super super excited. Uh, for anyone who hasn't, who wants to get in on that, um, we just published on our newsletter on Substack how to get in on that. We've got a couple tweets that explain how to get in on that. So uh, just hit us up if you have any questions. Um, but I'm really excited, uh, Nick. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about how that day will go, or maybe how your event went back in December.
1: Sure. Just heads up, you're, uh, you're you're nearing getting rugged. Your phone is a little all over the place with service. Um. But I could hear the rugging happening shortly. <laughs> so just a heads up. Um, Thank you. And maybe we can get a, a tweet out on the Record Shop account so everybody can go straight there for the event, too. Um, but yeah, just touching on our event from last year, end of last year, uh, we really we saw Web3 as a way to collaborate with fans above all. We felt like that was going to be the way we could engage the best that felt the most natural. Um, I think a lot of artists come in and they don't really know what to do, um, which we didn't either. And we kind of tried a bunch of different things, but what felt the best for us was actually working with fans and helping them create or helping, having them help us create a record, um, even if they didn't have a ton of know-how. So we did a live stream, uh, where we basically did a gated gis- discord, um, people could get into the Discord with a certain collectible. And with that Discord room, they were able to vote on parts of the record. So we had Lena create three or four different top lines for the song that we could interchange verses and choruses with. Uh, We had different synth parts that we could bring in and out, uh, different percussion. Uh, Everybody seemed to want cowbell. So that was a bit of feedback that we, we took and used as one of the edits for the record. Um, but basically we allowed them to vote on parts of the song as to what we would include or change Um, and they essentially co-produced a record and I'd say 95% of the people in that discord channel had never produced a song before so it was a great way to get them in the door and have them understand the music making process a little bit deeper Um, and then for us creatively it was a totally different process than we were used to for creating a song so um it just made it more interesting on the creative side for us and i talked about it in a bunch of different spaces i don't see this as a replacement for getting in the studio with another musician or getting in the studio by yourself but it certainly breaks up the monotony of doing the same old process for creating a record when you're able to tap into an entire community for ideas um, and get people's perspective on a song that otherwise wouldn't normally give perspective but wouldn't have the chance to Uh, be part of that process is really interesting uh, because I think in the music industry and and in the creative side of things, and I'm sure God Cloud can speak to this, um, when you come at it from a certain perspective and you're always around music and you're always making music, you only see it from one angle for the most part. Um, So it's really interesting to get people's perspective on the creative process who have never done it or just don't see music in the same way a musician sees music. Um, So that part of it was pretty sweet for us. Um, And so we did that event then. And then um, when it came time to do another collaborative event, we wanted to do something a little more streamlined. And and we felt like the DJ mix angle um, was a good way to introduce new fans to the platform and also uh, just a cool, easy way for artists to get involved and engaged by doing a collaborative project and and that's how it we got into the first event with Domenico, and now this one with god cloud um and maybe he could speak to some of the uh some of the things i was mentioning with how how musicians view making music versus how a hobbyist or, or somebody who has no idea how to make music views the process
2: yeah that yeah and you know that's you know it's funny because I even when I'm like trying to test my songs out or if I work on something, like I don't like my father, he's a musician, right? Like I'm I don't usually go to him for, you know, to say, hey, if this track is good or not, because, you know, like he's a musician, he's gonna be like, Oh, well, you know, maybe you should make make this melody go like this or do that and it's like, No, 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 that's not what I'm asking for. Like I'll I'll even go to my my daughter, you know, she's two, and I'll play the song for her and and she loves music too she's she, you know she's too she doesn't really like know that she's gonna be a musician yet but she already is but i know when she hears music that she loves she can't even control it it's like her body just starts like dancing on its own and she's like you know like she doesn't even really know what's happening so i know if i make a song and if i play it for her and if she starts jumping up and down and like you know dancing to it hey that's a good song or i'll go to my uh my wife and play play it for her you know she's not a musician at all if she likes it, or it's like, yeah, that, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling like, okay, cool, good. I know this is, you know, this is hitting, you know. Because I feel like as, as a musician, you know, we tend to nitpick and hear little things. And, you know, like, I could create a song. I could work on one song forever. Literally could. Because I'm going to be like, oh, maybe this hi-hat, it's got a little too much sizzle on it. Or maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. But, uh, you know, the average person isn't going to hear that. Nor do they give a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... I, I think a lot of times as musicians, we kind of get like caught up in the process, or maybe of like trying to be perfect, or I don't even know what it what it is, you know. But we get lost in that, and having the input from someone who's not a musician is, I think, even more valuable because though that's that's how your your songs get you know get appreciated. You know, like most of the people who listen to music aren't musicians. You know, like not everybody is a uh, makes music or produces music you know so they're not gonna they're not gonna tell you like oh yeah you know that reverb tail maybe it's touch too long you know what i'm saying this or that whatever they're gonna be like yo i'm feeling this this is great like i love this like whatever this is a vibe you know so having that input from people on the outside of creative process is super you know it's it's super key to just putting out good stuff it's you know it's like i said even if you're making music for musicians the, the 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 majority of people aren't going to like it, like me, like I don't know, like I've heard so much music, I like to listen to some weird shit, and sometimes I'll play stuff in <laughs> in my family, they're like yo, what the fuck are you listening to, dude? I'm like, no, I love it, like it's an it's an eleven over seven, and this is a this is is hitting, and they're like yo, man, I can't even count this, like what is this? Get this out, you know what I mean? But that's not you know, people don't. That's not stuff for the masses, and. We got to look at who we're creating music for too, you know. Like sometimes I, I I I played in jazz bands and whatnot, and we'll get crazy and be like, all right, this is about to be some weird, odd meter meter fuck shit, and you know, people are gonna like it. But I also know, hey, if I'm trying to make, you know, like just like a regular, I don't want to call it regular, but if I'm trying to make a, a album that I want people to like listen to, I know I have to kind of wrangle that in. You know, like I can I can shred and I can do all sorts of like wild, crazy stuff, but that's not always what's best for. For business, you know what I'm saying? So so yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely is great to have that input from, you know, outside people who may not even be musicians and I'm I'm excited for this, you know. This is a really cool process, you know, like having people pick tracks and I get to put it together in, in a mix form, like that's that's super cool. And I think it's a great way to, you know, kinda introduce me to the record shop community and to give them, you know, an awesome gift that we kinda, you know, put to put together together you know what i'm saying so i'm stoked for it i think it's just an awesome idea and what's up kane my brother kane's up in here what's good dude
0: yeah nice yeah nick and i were just chatting that we thought it'd be really sick if you dropped a surprise uh god cloud track into that mix without uh because <laughs> i know you don't have anything technically on the platform yet so doing that in the mix might be a really cool surprise um
2: maybe maybe we'll see we'll see
0: Um, one thing I'm just just as you guys are both talking I'm curious to learn more about your fans like typically um, outside of Web3 I know um, just because I know Disco Fry is a little bit better I know you guys have a little bit of a heavier producer community Um, and I'm just curious like how do you typically connect with fans is it through touring is it through um, other type of events just kind of curious to hear
2: me? you're asking me? yeah oh um well a lot like so i used to play in bands and you know like do shows and whatnot so i i haven't been in bands so i haven't really been on the road in a in a a few years i want to say since like uh maybe like 2017 i haven't been on the road and you know a lot of it is me just being online and posting my stuff and um like 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 most people have seen i use um Akai uh, drum machines and, and MIDI controllers, so I'm I'm uh, pretty well known in the Akai uh, family, and one of my um, dad's friends, kind of like an uncle to me, he works at Akai too. So um, a lot of the people in the Akai, uh, you know, uh, user base, um, that's that's you know, that's that's like my family, you know what I mean? And um, the Japanese branch of Akai was really behind me for a while. If you Back so a lot of my friends and 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 you know uh, listeners were were you know in Japan or Japanese and I used to joke that at one point like my whole Twitter feed was just Japanese. It's constantly having to translate and <laughs> you know like translate what I wanted to say and trying to figure out how to say it in a way that you know it doesn't you know because I know that English doesn't always translate properly and you know that, that that you know that was a thing a while ago which was pretty cool. Um, and that's I even got God Cloud on my. Um, on my right forearm in Japanese so I would see them, you know, see people writing it all the time. And I was like, what, like, I always see that same, you know, uh, uh, kanji. And I was like, what is that? And then that's when I found out it was my name. I'm like, Oh shit. Like, damn. Okay, cool. So, you know, everybody's like saying like, Oh God, or they would call me God, or Samo, which is master God cloud, which I thought was, you know, super fucking cool. So I got that tatted on my, um, on my arm. But yeah, a lot of it is just for me, uh, you know, trying to be resourceful and trying to help you know teach people about like hey um, if you're trying to get some samples but you're trying to get something unique you try doing this you know doing a little tutorial here or there and you know really just repping for the drum machine uh culture out there so a lot of uh, my followers and, and listeners have come from just me being you know online and just always being there constantly posting content and i've leaned into it more so um since since Instagram started paying, so I'm like, okay, like let me, you know, <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's why uh, Nick, you're seeing a lot more memes and a lot more, uh, you know, stuff coming out. So I'm like, okay, like damn, this, this is paying money now. Like, okay, cool, let me, <laughs> let me, let me be a little more frequent with all this stuff. So yeah, you know, I'm always just trying to hit people with the content, show them like, yo, know, I'm repping for the MPC finger drumming drum machine community all the time. Always trying to push the envelope. Always trying to do something cool. And, yeah, you know, a lot of it is just from, just from that, just from me really leaning into the uh, community that, you know, is around the tools that I use. And that's another thing I tell people, too, like, if you're trying to, you know, find your tribe online or anywhere, look at what tools you're using, you know what I mean? Like, even if you're a painter and you use whatever paintbrushes, you know, like, start hanging out with other people that use those paintbrushes and, you know, hey, like, you're going to, you know, make a little tribe there and, you know, you can support each other, so... Yeah, a lot of it's from the internet. A lot of it's from the internet, and things have really spiked as of late. So, so yeah, so I'm just you know going to continue to lean into that.
1: <laughs> That's such a good piece of advice I haven't heard mentioned before, but it's so simple. Just think about the tools you're using and and attract people that are using the same tools. It's such a simple thing that I feel like goes on in other trades, uh, but not necessarily music as much, uh, or at least it's not talked about. But Super smart. I love that. Um, again, if you're just tuning in, we do this every week. Uh, Music NFT Summer with Record Shop. I'm Nick from Disco Fries here with Lisa, Redbird, and God Cloud, who's going to be doing an event on Record Shop tomorrow. Uh, I see some some of our members of the Record Shop community in the office or in the office, in the audience, including Shafali, who just dropped a rare track on Record Shop last week. And uh, It's super dope. I highly recommend you go check that record out and all the rare tracks that are up there. Um, Just going back to an earlier point, you were mentioning about, you know, uh, everyday listeners uh, being dialed into the creative process, which is what your event is going to be all about. Um, I thought it was interesting. A while back, our, our booking agent had us pull stats specifically from Pandora. Pandora is one of the largest streaming platforms, but it's specifically for more passive listeners, listeners who don't necessarily want to create a playlist like they would on Spotify, don't want to have to deal with really doing anything other than picking an artist name and having a playlist generated for them. Um, They determine that those listeners are usually the biggest buyers of hard tickets for events. Um, So I'm interested to see as we move forward in the web three space, um, which fans end up uh, becoming the unicorns that stick out in the data as being the biggest buyers of digital collectibles? Uh, Daniel Allen uh, just did had a big article in Billboard, um, just talking about all the things he did, which included all the things we're talking about doing with engaging Discord and Twitter Spaces. Um, and really, it came down to like a thousand superfans that helped him generate uh, over 120 or 130. Grand in revenue on his music uh, through music collectibles and uh, NFT backed music collectibles. Um, so, I am interested as we move forward in Web3 as to like what that data looks like, how we identify those thousand people without having to like blitz social media and basically spend eternity uh, trying to find these people who are going to be collectors. Um, but on that note, I, I'm interested uh, to ask, I guess, Lisa and God Cloud. Lisa, you first. Um, what are just not to not to get too negative about the space, but what are some of the things that you've seen stick out as as maybe things that need to be changed about how the space is currently operating? So when we come out of this um, Web three winter, you know we can make it a better place. What 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 are the main things that you're seeing that kind of need a tweak?
0: Um. I'm just going to like riff off of what you were just saying about that stat from Pandora um, or the stat that, I don't know if it was your, that label company who kind of figured that out or who figured it out, but um, having, and GodCloud kind of mentioned it earlier, but like having this amazing blockchain ledger with all of this data on it, it's sort of useless unless you know how to read it and how to get out information that's actually valuable for you. For example, um, Shafali just did a drop on Friday, and she's like, "Oh, I want to send a reward to my collectors." And I'm like, "Okay, our platform doesn't quite let you do that <laughs> without having um, myself or someone else intervene." So, where Web3 really needs to grow is thinking about these um, these like use cases, uh, and well, have well, first of all, having use cases that we can build uh, off of. And do, whether it's the data that um, these folks need to make it really easy to make decisions so that you can decide whether it's worth your time to focus your efforts on social media or if it's worth your time to focus your efforts on um, a small group of collectors versus uh, right now where it's kind of like, okay, like we know Record Shop has like 80,000 users, but how do we actually figure out which of them are... Um, going to be interested in whether it's God, God Clouds drop or Shafali's drop or whoever, um, or they're interested in this event. Like we need those tools, and I am not seeing a ton of it yet in Web three, where it's making the data really easy to consume, so that artists aren't having to rely whether on developers or data scientists to give them these answers, just in a way that is easy for them to then take action on. That is me coming with my complete spreadsheet nerd (laughs) point of view. (laughs) Um, Godcloud, what do you? Where do you think Web three? Like same question to you. Where do you think Web three has a lot of room for improvement?
2: Um, I don't. I mean, from how I see it, I, I, you know, I think everything just is what it is right now because we just need more time for stuff to grow. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, like the only thing that I really had issues with <laughs> is the people <laughs> who are here. I guess you know, like the tech. The tech is fine because it just is what it is. You know, like that's like asking somebody back in the day, like you know, like what could be better about uh, like the VCR? And it's at the time, hey, the VCR was was fucking lit. Like I could watch Predator Two on this motherfucker. Like hey, it's cool. Maybe if I didn't have to clean it as much, whatever. But you know, for right now blockchain is the blockchain and web three is what it is. I've been able to, you know, make a living here and do my thing. But there's, you know, there's people who take advantage of, of the fact that it is new territory and, you know, they kind of make it sketchy and make it hard to bring other people in, you know? So, whereas like, I think that the improvements that we are kind of looking for will come in time um but like like i said the only thing that i that i don't like is (laughs) or have had you know issues with are the you know the humans who are also here um who i've kind of like butted heads with over time but other than that you know i mean like i guess like some security stuff would you know and like it could be like not so clunky but again that's that's just stuff that's gonna get fixed in time we just gotta wait for it to develop uh you know, hey, it, it, like, like the world is the world, and we're we're here. And as long as I can feed my kid, I'm, I'm I'm good. You know.
1: <laughs> I just I want to get clarity from you. I, I guess I should clarify on your behalf really quick that you're not talking about specifically the people in this room right now. Um, you're talking about um, maybe some other people that you butted heads with in the in the space as a whole. And what what were those problems that you ra- ran into in those conversations?
2: Yeah, man, just, you know, people people gatekeeping, people, and what I, what I, and I, I have this term is, is, you know, people weaponizing the jargon, you know what I mean? Like, people purposefully trying to sound like they're smarter than they are just because they might, you know, have heard a few words before you, you know? And that's really all anything is, like, oh, yo, you don't know what that word means, well, this person heard it before you, and that's, <laughs> it's not like, oh, wow, good for them, and just, I'm pretty sure, you know, you might know some words they don't, but... No, like, when I was, like, I got into the space when a lot of the people who are, you know, like, top folk weren't here. And I was friends with, it's funny, is when I'm talking to people, who are like, oh, you know so-and-so? I'm like, yeah, like, we've been friends for, like, 10 years, you know? I, like, I've known a lot of people from outside of this space who have come in, and, you know, now they're, you know, whatever, there's somebody here. But I watched them kind of go through this phase of... You know just just doing that weaponizing the jargon you know like trying to act like they're smarter than folks and literally like i've seen them block people from opportunities and i'm like bam like we were like struggling instagram producers like a few months ago so quit acting like you know (laughs) like you're some crypto lord now you know what i mean but um but yeah, you know, it's no one in this space. No one in here. Everybody in here is cool. I like, know <laughs> it's nothing <of> y'all <laughs> But but no, like and you know, in other times too just people like I can tell that a lot of people weren't um, you know, weren't either running businesses or weren't successful prior this or had never, you know I'm really really straight, they've never seen like big money until now and they act like that. And one thing that I had that was a really big beef where I actually called this person out by name on uh, on Twitter. I usually don't do this kind of stuff, but this got me like really upset. Um, but they were supposedly. Um, what were they doing? Oh, they were they were booking a show uh, like a metaverse show. And they were like, oh, we're paying or people are going to get paid this and that. But you have to give me a cut of what you get paid. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, why do I have to pay you? He's like, well, so I'm acting as a booking agent. And that's so what I'm like, oh, so you're my booking agent now? Like, that's not, I'm like, listen, sir. I'm like, why don't you do this? I'm like, go back to the person who's asked you to put this together, tell them to pay you some, and just take it out of the cut that they're going to pay all these artists. And he's like, whatever, like, not doing that, blows me off. And I'm like, okay, so what's up? But he ends up going back to the company, says exactly what I told him. They end up restructuring everything and then they cut me off the show, which got me really, really upset because I'm like, dude, I just gave you legit advice that actually worked and helped get you and everybody else paid. But you cut me out and I could just tell that this person probably has never really like, you know, been in situations like that where they've had to figure things out and like maybe negotiate with a big company before. And and yeah, it's just yeah. And that that really got me upset. So, yes, people have done stuff like that. I don't like it. And yeah, that's what, that's what I don't like <laughs> to be specific.
0: Well, and that's like a really interesting example because that's not a, <laughs> like, uh, you know, a, a typical, that's such a typical, uh, I'm trying to think I had a word this, but like thought of as a typical web two problem where like, well, because you know, nothing is out in the open, stuff like this can happen all the time, but this is, still happening in web three. And I think that's really important to highlight and to share those stories, to see what solutions we can come up with. Um, One thing that does kind of make me nervous about web three is the anonymity of it. Um, Like we just have no way of knowing where, who money is really going to. And we know like money rules this world and we're hearing stories of like traditional companies where, you know, founders bail, and then they can turn around and set up another company and get, you know, 10 times as much funding as they did the last one that failed. And that's just, it's such a disappointing thing when you're not a rich person. I don't know, I'm not a rich person. So that's like really difficult to swallow. Um, and I don't know how Web3 will solve that. I'm not the right person to figure that out. Um, but I don't think none of, us, like, none of us need to be solving that, but we do need to be sharing those stories. And I think that is a, a way that Web3 can help um, really share these stories and make it known what is going on. I um, anyway, that's my hope.
1: Yeah, I agreed. I think, uh, I, I see we're, we're just about out of time here. So it's a good, good place to kind of wrap up. But I think to your point, um, the, the point of Web3 is not to solve every single world problem. Um, because it's impossible to do that. But um, providing some transparency and and just making more efficient technology is an awesome start. And obviously, like the community building, uh, to be able to facilitate these conversations, I think are the biggest takeaways from it. Um, I I think that at a large part, like the community who saw this massive financial rise at the beginning of, you know, when NFTs really popped, thought it was going to cure everything, and that you could fix every problem with Web three, um, and now we're seeing, obviously, like realistically, no, that's not possible. Um, but we could certainly make uh, some some things like the music business a much more efficient place and um, fair place to do business uh, for musicians. So, on that note, we're looking forward to uh, God Cloud's event tomorrow, um, the second of our collaborative DJ mix events, and the third. Uh, collaborative event that we're doing on Record Shop uh, as part of Record Shop Studio. Uh, so God, cloud, thanks for coming on here and we're looking forward to tomorrow's event. And uh, of course, anybody who needs details, will be up on the Record Shop accounts and jump in the Record Shop Discord. There'll be some info there. And Lisa, am I missing anything here to announce?
0: I don't think so. I think you covered it all.
1: Awesome. All right. Also, it hasn't been formally announced yet, but I'll be speaking at nft nashville fest next week uh so we'll get some info up about that i'll be on a couple panels talking about music strategy in web 3 and also in web 2 and how to bring artists on board how to bring fans on board to uh hopefully buy your collectibles and and support what you're doing here uh so if you're going to be in the nashville area come through if not that's cool too we'll probably post some content after the fact and uh yeah guys keep uh Keep doing what you do. Keep making awesome music, all the musicians in the room, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow at God Cloud's event. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for having me. See ya.
0: Hey, fam. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it informative and fun. To learn more about Record Shop, visit us at recordshop.com That's R-C-R-D-S-H-P dot com.